Welcome to the Steve Reeve Podcast with the best moments from the past week and a few things that didn't make it there. Monday. An absolute giant piece of junk from space made its way to Earth. Uh, you've probably re- been reading about this over the last week. Uh, this uh, this uh, stage of a Chinese rocket that was jettisoned, as you know, that does happen during the launch sequence, but 22 tons which is uh, 12 tons over the limit of what the world basically agrees is uh, the max that you can have a piece of something free fall from orbit into the atmosphere because there's the chance of what happened happening. Thankfully, it was like a safe what happened happening because it actually did hit the Earth. There was chunks that made landfall or rather waterfall because they did hit the Indian Ocean apparently at uh, 10.15 Eastern time. Over the Arabian Peninsula, the uh, thing entered the atmosphere, burned up mostly, but some chunks did make it all the way down, making it a very bad day for some fish. Just saying, just putting it out there. Couple fish, couple turtles, maybe a whale. Hopefully not, but I mean, it's the potential there. Uh, but thankfully, nothing did happen, and that is exactly what the hope was from uh, those who were, you know, the launchers of the rocket, saying, "Ah, don't worry about it. It'll be fine. It'll work out in the end." It did, but I feel like that's just not justification for that being the plan in the first place. You know what I mean? I feel like I hope that the planet is at least starting to think about maybe not having, I hope it works out, as like the main plan for disaster situations. Time for some music news. Just about quarter to eight. So the Vax Live event, which is billed as the biggest, uh, you know, COVID-compliant concert event in America uh, since the pandemic began, uh, went off without uh, too many hitches. It seemed to go pretty well. Performances from a lot of big names. Uh, Eddie Vedder, uh, Jennifer Lopez was there, Foo Fighters, ACDC, tons more. Tons more were there. Uh, and uh, making a big scene out of the whole situation, which was in support of, of course, uh, you know, vaccination and in support of uh, all kinds of efforts to diminish, to to slow down the spread and also to speed up the end of the pandemic. Uh, and there's tons of performances to uh, absorb if you didn't get to check any out over the weekend that is your duty today i got some homework for you unfortunately we do have some sad news as well that is uh, music news adjacent i guess although she wasn't directly involved with the music industry she was absolutely connected to it tawny katane model and actor who uh, was uh, most famously i think uh, in the music video for a couple of White Snake songs, Here I Go Again for one and and several others, uh, even in the music video for some rat songs. She was uh, dated, one of the rat members as well. Uh, she unfortunately passed away at the age of 59 uh, and uh, no exact details on why, on the cause of death, but unfortunately uh, confirmed. You're listening to the Steve Reeve Podcast, Podcast. from 100.5 Cruise FM beautiful places in the world where they've got like you know weird suspension bridges and glass walkways and things like that i mean i love them and uh, i am totally a fear of heights kind of guy but i enjoy it you kind of white knuckle the railing and you get that feeling of exhilaration i do not want to be this guy though Uh, there was a man at one of these such bridges in china and i'm not sure exactly what the situation is but wind broke some of the glass and I mean, maybe perhaps there was a fault in it, but everything does have its breaking point anyway. You just hope that you don't even get anywhere near it. But yeah, uh, one guy left stranded on the bridge for a time over a hundred feet. No, no, bigger, a hundred meter plunge down below. Absolutely insane. I would never take a bridge to anywhere ever again after that point. I would just be completely debilitated by that. You know what? On second thought, maybe being stuck at home isn't that bad okay yes it is tuesday
Weird times. Weird times. Restrictions. They do keep seeming to shift. Again, a week to keep up to date on things. We'll try to do our best to do that for you as well. Uh, but I've been noticing, you know, the uh, the effects of the, the changes that we saw last week now into effect. Uh, and uh, all around town, you can see there's, uh, you know, there's people clicking attendance, uh, clicking the occupancy. So some stores, it's like one person's available or uh, is allowed because of the space. Fifteen people at this location did go into one grocery store, though very front of the store says limit of 69 customers <laughs> hey that's not what i'm here for wouldn't have to pay for it anyway okay no i digress but i thought nice and then i thought to myself actually no not nice talking about this new park uh, that is new now under construction not new and ready to go but they say by fall it will be hope so Seems like a lofty goal, but I uh, more power to everybody working on the project. I certainly hope we do get to see it by fall. It's the Franklin and Main Park Project. Gone through a lot of consultation, but uh, that space just beside the provincial building, the municipal building uh, downtown, now going to be uh, revitalized into a park that's got you know uh, spaces for business vendors and all kinds of attractions for everybody, all members of the community. Uh, I think it's very cool. You can take a look. I mean, definitely. Uh, don't take my word for it. Go take a look at the mock-ups and everything. Uh, we shared that up on our social media. One thing I find kind of interesting is that, I mean, I, I mean, I used to work at the Fort Theater. Lifers know exactly where that is, but it hasn't actually been standing for quite some time. It used to be on this very block, on the corner of this block. And, uh, you know, it's no longer there. It's just a parking lot. And there's a couple of other locations on that very block that are in the same shape. So why not actually turn it into something a little bit more useful than that, than just collecting up vehicles? There's other places to park. But used to be a Ford Theater there. It used to be a movie theater. I'm thinking, what would be a really cool way to make this full circle would be to make sure that there is a space where you can view movies in this park. Some sort of screen, I don't know if you project it up on the side of the hotel there, or you have some sort of screen that can go up, at least during the warmer months. Full circle! Hey Alexa, play the Steve Reeve podcast. Brand new stuff, Chrissy Hind of The Pretender. She's pretending to be in the studio with producer, producer Chad Black while working on this upcoming album of Bob Dylan covers she's just announced. Hind says she recorded things mostly over text, meaning that she would get messages with voice recordings and ideas so she could use her own recording equipment to get the sound and then forward that off to be mixed. For those curious to see the adapted process of the pandemic at work, uh, the album Tomorrow is a Long Time is going to see a companion documentary short come out that is uh, going to be airing on May 24th and I believe being made available online afterwards. Meanwhile, some artworks of Bob Dylan will be showing in the United States for the very first time ever. This fall, the Florida International University is hosting an exhibit featuring over 120 paintings and visual art pieces by the en enigmatic artist uh, made over a span of 60 total years. Very, very interesting, weird, and cool stuff going to be in there. And uh, a, a piece of news about uh, DMX, a posthumous album release after his untimely death. It's going to be called Exodus, produced by Swizz Beats and released May 28th via Def Jam. Very quick. Coming to us from out of Transylvania. <laughs> okay, I'll do bring the affectation down just a little bit here uh, but uh, it's uh, all about this Romanian castle home of Dracula or so the stories go they're offering COVID-19 vaccines to those who want to come by and take a look at the, the castle it's I mean it's a tourist trap regularly a tourist destination and uh, just at the end of last week they announced they're gonna be having a Pfizer vaccine marathon and making sure that anybody who wants to come and visit they have the opportunity to get theirs interesting uh, brand castle 
outside of the city of Brasov. Bran Castle, not named after the author of Dracula, whose name was Bram. No, Bran Castle, because they want you to go there regularly. <laughs> Get it? Um, they've uh, got this li- like detailed list of, uh, of how this is going to work. They've got all the information kind of up front and center. Of course, it's not exactly anywhere near here, so we're not going to be able to take advantage. But you know what? After the pandemic is over, maybe we will be able to go and check it out. And they should have like a blood donor clinic there instead, right? Right? I mean, come on. Think about it. Just be prepared for the extra weight if you do go. They've got a guy keeping track of the numbers who just loves to count. One. One COVID vaccine. La, la, la. Wednesday. I'm confused by the world. I really am. I don't even know why I'm surprised about this. But uh, today I'm learning that uh, there are anti-maskers uh, and, uh, you know, anti-vaxxers, I guess. You know, it's kind of a Venn diagram, really, in the world, and it's a, quite an overlapping Venn diagram. I think the people that are anti-mask uh, and the people that are anti-vax, I think, not all the time, but oftentimes one and the same. However, what I'm learning now is that some anti-mask individuals are being fed an anti-vaccine conspiracy and are thinking about now wearing masks as well as social distancing to protect themselves from the vaccinated. And I'm not sure if that is actually how people are referring to people who've gotten the jab in the arm. The vaccinated. Sounds dangerous, only, you know, not. Uh, But you can't make this stuff up. Anti-maskers being fed an anti-vax conspiracy, thinking about wearing masks to protect, protect themselves from the vaccine that does exist for a disease that question mark doesn't i don't understand but again i'm not really sure why i'm that surprised by the situation big announcement this morning from the rock and roll hall of fame they have made the call on the latest inductees the latest class uh in the performers category the newcomers are foo fighters the go-go's jay-z carol king todd rundgren and of course tina turner Fan favorites and the one most appreciated uh, out of the entire list, I would say, around the world. Um, all of the above and more going to be officially inducted in a ceremony in Cleveland on October 30th. Quite a ways away, but it is going to be uh, live streamed and potentially featuring fans in person. Would be nice. Um, an eight-part documentary all about how popular music hit a massive course-altering year in the year 1971, set to be released on Apple TV+, Plus starting on May 21st. The series is going to be featuring uh, the climate, the culture, the music, stories, and appearances from the likes of George Harrison, The Who, Marvin Gaye, and a ton of other absolute icons. Keep your eye out for it. It only took a year... But I think I finally have some good pandemic habits coming in to offset the terrible ones that managed to settle in after about a week. Yeah, the first one. Um, We went from at home, uh, killing every single plant but our monster aloe vera that nothing seemed to dent, to having a shelf garden that has avocados actually growing in it. I don't know what we're going to do with them. They're classified as trees, but there are two that are growing and we've never been able to make one work before. I'm just saying. We actually made it happen. We're a million times better about groceries now. The produce doesn't go into the fridge just to die anymore. We've been decluttering without a full three days of psyching ourselves up to do it anymore. It's just been happening. Probably because so little else has been. Thursday. I've been seeing some of the photos of uh, the gas run that's been happening in a few areas in the United States. So, a little context. Stuff to do with pipelines has caused a little bit of consumer panic and people are in some areas... Nowhere near here, uh, filling up the tanks and trying to hoard some gas just in case. They're worried it might be running out. Um, And they have been getting to the point in some areas, just a few, just a minor few, 
where people have been actually using like plastic bags to store gas and then storing those giant plastic bags filled with liquid gasoline in trunks, in garages. Hell, sometimes uh, some are just inside people's homes, it seems. And at the same time, there are people in the world that are afraid of what's in a vaccine. I'm just saying, if you consider the two scenarios, one's clearly a lot more dangerous than the other. Although, I mean, maybe that's not something that can be fairly compared. I just don't think the vaccines are going to get us. Honestly, you know what I think is? Gender reveal parties will take us down before a vaccine ever will. Talking hangover cures, miracles, remedies, stuff to just help you get started on a rough morning. Simple as that. You didn't know no drinking the night before even necessary. Sometimes life gives you a hangover, you know what I mean? Um, this is all inspired by, uh, I guess there's a big trend of tacos of a certain type of styling, certain certain type of spicing, beeria style. I mean, it, it almost sounds like beer anyway. So, I mean, I get the connection there, but uh, there's a professor saying it is a miracle hangover remedy because of the combination of the, the fattiness of the food as well as uh, the spices that are in it. It just really works together. So I'm wondering, like, what is your remedy? What is it that you lean on? There's so many different ways to do it, and everybody swears by a different thing. Some people will tell you, drink a couple raw eggs in the morning. Be right as rain. I don't know how that's possible, but if it works for you, you do you. Dave got in touch. He tells us chocolate milk and Paul's Pizza Burgers. Says Google them. I have Googled them. Seems like an East Coast delight, a Cape Breton treasure. And now I want some. Um, I'm not sure if they'll last the, uh, the trip, but... Maybe, maybe when I can make one out east, maybe I'll finally get to try something so delicious looking. Uh, Paul's Pizza Burgers Chocolate Milk says that's the, uh, the hangover remedy. Never thought of reaching for chocolate milk as the beverage, maybe first thing in the morning, ever, let alone with a hangover. But now that I think about it, I can't imagine a more comforting thing to sip at. What's yours? Thanks for listening to the Steve Reeve Podcast from 100.5 Cruise FM. Very interesting, actually. The Tragically Hip will be performing again. The band, in an effort to honor the late Gord Downey, will be performing at the 50th anniversary Junos this Sunday with Leslie Feist, who they say that they have known over for 20 years. Uh, they have toured with her before, and uh, they've been mutual fans uh, for a long, long time. In fact, Feist was able to offer her own uh, piece of uh, you know, uh, opinion as well. She said it had a chance to tour with the hip early on in her touring life. For something like a year, got to be a fly on the wall of a camp that operated with such warmth and community by day, and then watched them transform and transcend every night to touch so many people. It was her first big education. So she's very honored to join them as they receive their humanitarian award and to perform alongside them this Sunday. It's going to be a big deal. As well, there's brand new music from Tom Morello. Not directly, though. Dennis DeYoung, actually, is the main artist, and Tom's the feature on a song called The Last Guitar Hero, which absolutely shreds. Here's just a taste. From the corporate parasites, lifting off the blood of their creator. The player stands there. It's up available with a full lyric video for you to peruse and take a look at, or rather take a listen to. And that's it for music news for this morning. They want to do something with some animals in Chicago. Um, that's, that sounds leading and awkward. No, no, that's not what I mean. They're trying to curb uh, the rat problem. Uh, Chicago, apparently, according to Orkin, pest control company, uh, it is one of the rattiest cities in the entire United States, and that is a ranking they've held for six years running. They've had the most pet control rodent treatments of ever. So this... 
Treehouse Humane Society. They've got this new program that, uh, I mean, actually, it might be pretty sound because now you need to know they've actually fixed these cats first. They've spayed and neutered them, and then what they're going uh, doing is going into areas that have higher rat infestations than others, and they are just releasing the cats. Release the kitties! And hopefully that fixes the problem, especially if they don't create new problems with an explosion of cat population. But I just, I just do feel like we're kind of going into Charlie Day from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia territory on figuring this out. I mean, what happens if you do have too many cats when this is all over? We need another cat. That's what we need. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to crack a little hole in your wall. Tiny one. It'll be cool. And then I'm going to slip a second cat in with a string tied around it. Those two will become codependent. Then I'll rip the second cat out. And the first one, hopefully, hopefully, will follow. Friday. This is an interesting product. Every once in a while, something comes along and you go, well, that's an idea. Uh, It is something to put into your shower drain, basically a replacement for the shower drain topper. And what that topper, the original one that's in there, is meant to do is to be able to, you know, close off so you can fill it up for a bath, open up so it can drain, and also stop the hairs from getting down in there. But they don't do it very well, do you? Do they? Uh, This new product, it's being called the Slap Chop for your hair clogs. (laughs) And I mean... It really is that. You put this sucker in, and if the water's starting to not drain so quick, I guess you just stamp on it a few times, cut up all that hair, makes it into smaller chunks so it's able to drain down a little bit easier. I mean, kind of the same principle for somebody struggling to eat their spaghetti, chopping it all up into tiny bits, I guess. Although that's kind of a gross analogy, gross connection to make. Um, yeah, this could be a very good and useful thing, but then when you think about it, in order to install the new slap chop for hair clogs for your shower drain you have to clean out the drain first which means yeah you're yanking on something and you're getting more than you ever bargained for it is never never a treat to do that who's the culprit at home for you time to call them out alice cooper is parting with an Andy Warhol original. The shock rocker has been in possession of this 1964 silkscreen called Little Electric Chair for decades after he was gifted it in the 70s, but is now putting the rarity up for auction for the simple reason that it doesn't go with his Arizona home's aesthetic. Fantastic. Uh, That doesn't mean it won't be doing some good, though. The gallery that will be selling the piece on Cooper's behalf will be donating a portion to the sale of the sale to Alice Cooper's Solid Rock organization, and they exist to bring music to kids in need which I think is pretty pretty damn cool, uh, from a gallery in Arizona over to an exhibit in Tulsa. Uh, this is very cool. The Bob Dylan Center is set to open in exactly one year's time, and it's going to be featuring a lot of actual artifacts and mementos from the, uh, the artist's life, never-before-seen clips, footage, reels, uh, recordings that have been locked up in the archives. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think that a lot of people, when they are able to and are able to do so safely, are absolutely going to be making this pilgrimage to Tulsa to check it out. Uh, very curious stuff. And lastly, Modern English, they have had to reschedule a tour in the United States, the, the After the sh- uh, sh- after the Snow Tour. Makes me think After the Show, but you're there for the show. But uh, yeah, After the Snow Tour now being postponed, uh, understandably. Meanwhile, uh, other... L- festivals, other concerts, other tours that are listed in the United States seem to be going off without a hitch. It really depends on the location slash locations. Regardless, it's making us here in Canada feel all the more jealous all the time. You're listening to the Steve Reed Podcast from 100.5 Cruise FM. New products. It's getting a lot of attention online because it's being billed as the slap chop for your shower drain. Chop up all those hairs that'll clog things up and you can 
get it on down the drain a lot easier without the actual clog and, you know, the job of clearing it, which always seems to fall to one person in the household more than others. Hairy drain clogs, they're disgusting. Like, absolutely under your skin disgusting. But, let's not lie. They are oddly satisfying to clear and to be grossed out by. There's an odd fascination that goes along with it. I know there is. I mean, there might be a few people out there that truly just can't stand it and get zero uh, enjoyment out of it. But for most of us, I think there is that weird, odd, deep, primal, instinctive satisfaction to it. I don't know why. Can't explain it. But it's there. Especially if you have a particularly thick-haired person to blame it on while you yank it out and stifle a gag. I mean, that just makes it more fun. Because you're completely absolved of any wrongdoing here. Uh, in my house, significant other definitely has longer, curlier hair. But it's not like mine don't contribute. Just saying, it's way easier to clear a clog and be, you know, fun mad about it when it's totally somebody else's fault, and it always is. Transmission over. Want more Steve? New podcast episodes happen every Friday, or just tune into the Steve Reeve Show. Weekday mornings starting at 5.30 a.m. on 100.5 Cruise FM.